episode 297. And what are we talking about today? All right, today is the third installment in our, our musical documentary series. We have five um, that we have recently watched. And um, it, what I guess the thing is we love watching things that are inspirational, but also, I'm starting to be more of a fan of history, yeah. and I realize the more I learn, the more I find out that there is more to learn. So for yeah. some of these people, I thought I knew, mm -hmm. and the documentary just revealed a whole nother part um, of what I didn't know about right. yeah. the making of and or the life of these the musical people. people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so... All right, so we'll start with the first one, Classic Album Songs and the Key of Life. And that's a Stevie Wonder documentary yeah, they, specifically about that. Sounds like they actually brought all the people who played on the record. Uh, I, I can't remember if they had interviews with Stevie Wonder or not. Um, I know that they did have a lot of interviews. And, yeah. and they were actually doing like reproductions yes. of the songs mm -hmm. too, right? You know, And a young Greg Fillinganes played yeah. on that particular album. I think he played, I think it was Contusion or something like that. So, you know, back in the day, you actually could do some weird stuff on an album. So, like, Songs in the Key of Life, if you ever grab up that album, he's got a song, I think, called Contusion. It's Jazz Fusion. I mean, it could have, Return to Forever could have done that song. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. or, or, you know, Brother Report, you know, name the Jazz Fusion band of the day. You know, but that sat on the same album with, you know, Joy Inside My Tears mm -hmm. and, you know, and then he had the very political black man, right? Yeah. And then, of course, the ever so pleasant Isn't She Lovely yes. and the great love songs like Knocks Me Off My Feet, yeah, Summer Song, you know, just some of it. That, that album is incredible. Yeah. I, I, you know, even as, I think I was either 10 or 11 when that record first came out and my older sister or brother, one of them bought it, and I just remember seeing, you know, that whole album set and it had the lyrics in it, yeah. and then it, you know, it also had, you know, he had so many songs, so he had, it was a double album set, plus he had a 45. What? Yeah, that had, like, Saturn what? and Ebony Eyes that was, like, what? on the 45, you know, so. <laughs> okay, you get a bonus right. 45. Yeah, he had a bonus 45, because oh, it was just wow. so many songs. Yeah. Right, but I just remember taking this record in yeah. that way, yeah. that it, even as a kid, mm -hmm. I knew this was Amazing. a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, it's, like, just unbelievable. But, but just hearing how it was made. Yeah. And, and hearing, you know, uh, I, I think Nathan Watts, he, you know, played bass on there. And and hearing all the different musicians talk about it. And Michael Cimbello also yeah. played on that, yeah. you know. So, um, it's, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. That, that's really good. I think BH1 um, is the one that sponsored that. And that was something that I think we saw on um, Amazon. Oh, was it Amazon? Yeah, I think it was Amazon. Okay, yeah, so you know what? Amazon, so. Make sure you check the blog post that's associated because we will put all the links. Yeah. And it might be on YouTube too, though. Yeah. Some of this stuff may yeah. have also be on no, YouTube. YouTube. So, yeah. yeah, so always check it out there. Yeah, but we have the link below. So yeah. if you want to get directly to it and don't want to have to search it up, yeah. we got you, we got you, we got you. All right, so that was the first one because I kind of lived through, of course, yeah, so that one. Yeah. But, I, you know, I was young, so I was not as aware. And so it's nice to kind of fill in those, yeah. those um, the little details about that. The second one, my mom always talked about this person, Dionne Warwick, mm -hmm. Don't Make Me Over. And I know she's back 
in um, I guess the cultural zeitgeist. Yeah, because of her tweets. Right. Her, right. her tweets. Which are just a trip. So. Uh, yeah. Which I think Anita Baker's now kind of rivaling her with some of her crazy oh, tweets. But wow. anyway. Yeah. But yeah, so I did not realize a lot of her history. Again, you know, I, it, yeah. it was something that my mom talked about mm -hmm. and I knew about a little bit about the psychic uh, stuff a little bit, yeah. and I don't think they covered as much in this, but yeah. they did at least cover her, yeah. her backstory. Yeah, it was a little bit more of a fluff piece, yeah. you know, if you kind of think about but just to yeah. your point, it was still very good to know because these are artists that, I, I think even for me, it's like, it's I, like I feel like my awakening yeah. to really what was going on around me was like the 70s, right? Yeah. And and, and I, I came out of like my Jackson 5 phase. <laughs> was realizing, oh, there's <laughs> other people artists, out here that's right. out here doing stuff, you yeah. know? So, you know, and by that time, you know, Dionne Warwick was, for me, old. Right. Right, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so it's good to kind of have those blanks kind of filled in and understand you know what a critical part she played in history yeah and those big hits that she had with Brooke Rack Baccarat yeah and, you know you think about you know a black woman right the cro I was about to say yeah, crossing over, over right. the way that she yes. did and the way that she sung you know yes. it was you know it, it could have been a doorstay yeah you know yeah. who could have done these same type of songs mm -hmm. right yeah. but she brought something special yeah. to those songs you know that only she could bring so yeah. and I can see how, you know, when we watched that, how mm. she paved the way yes. for somebody like uh, Roberta Flack yeah. to kind of yeah. come behind her, you know, with some of the songs that she did, you know. Yeah. So so I, I can see, you know, like, the first time ever I saw his, uh, his, his, his face or your face. Uh, and, and then uh, Killing Me Softly, yeah. you know, which to me are kind of like extensions of songs yeah. that Dionne Warwick could have done. So, yeah, I mean, it was really good. Yeah, it was out. Yeah. Um, and then the next one, uh, number three on our list of musical documentaries, is Janet Jackson. And for sure, that was a fluff piece. And I feel like I've lived through, you know, of course, the whole time period that she's been a star. But there were a lot of historical details and her relationship yeah. with um, uh, Renee Elizondo. Zondo, yeah. Right. And then, of course, his video footage, because he I didn't know he was constantly um, their whole relationship. So they actually have his video footage in there. And and so that's kind of interesting. I feel like. That's like the secret uh, tapes, you know. Right. Yeah. And that and that adds a little layer to that. And it was previous to us going to see um, her live, yeah. her video. So yeah. So that was interesting, just to know fill in some of the blanks for yeah. Things that I did. You know, know for a time, you know, I mean, and, and for people that don't know, you know, her starting off on good times, and then from there she had like either two or three albums out right. prior to Control. Yes. Um, and so, I, you know, I know the first album, I think, uh, uh, either Foster Silvers or one of the yeah, Silvers. Yeah, and she talks that about one. that. Yeah. You know, and then, like, I think, like, Marlon did, like, her second record or yeah. something like that. And, you know, and then finally, you know, she got a chance to get with Terry Lewis, Lewis and Jimmy, Jimmy Jam, Jam and, mm -hmm. you know, kind of really found right. her voice. That, know, and so. actually the control thing actually spoke to, I guess, what she called herself taking uh, control of her career. I thought right, it was yeah. just, uh, you know, a theme that they chose, but it yeah. seems like it was kind of autobiographical. Right. And, and yeah, so that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, you start really understanding and appreciating more of the creative process that, you know, in relationship that she forged with Terry Lewis. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. that helped to, 
Yeah, make her an icon. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, it definitely. Um, that was a good a good documentary as far as just kind of filling in some of those blanks. So. Yeah, I love that. Um, and then number four uh, for our musical documentaries third installment is Bono and the Edge, A Sort of Homecoming. And this was a quirky little documentary with David Letterman. Yeah, when it went back to Ireland, right? Yes. And, you know, and basically kind of discussed their whole songwriting process mm -hmm. between the two of them. You know, and it was kind of weird not having, you know, um, Adam Clayton and yeah. uh, Larry Mullen, you yeah. know, uh, not be a part of that. But, you know, you can understand that that that's the songwriting for it. So it kind of reminds me of Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, you know, okay. the Glimmer Twins, you know. <laughs> so um, just the way that The Edge and Bono kind of pull these songs together. I mean, and over the years, you know, I've kind of... You know, like you two, didn't like you yeah. two, like you two again. You know, because at one time, you know, I, I really did like them. And then after a while, they seemed to be kind of preaching themselves. Yeah, a little, you know. Yeah. And, you know, kind of they loosened up in yeah. the 90s and kind of reinvented yeah, themselves. Which yeah. was just unbelievable. Yeah. And I think after a while, I really started to gain a huge appreciation for Bono as a lyricist. Yeah. The guy is just phenomenal. And and the edge as a guitar player and as just a creative genius yeah. when it comes to playing the instrument. I mean, a lot of times we get people get so stuck on the guitar players who can shred, you know, yeah. or the Eddie Van Halen, yeah. yes. you know, Jimi Hendrix, yeah. something like that. But it's even for me going back and listening even to guitar players like Jimi Hendrix and Eddie, it's kind of like the, their rhythm work mm -hmm. that would just blow me away. Mm -hmm. It's like just Eddie Van Halen playing the guitar part. Yeah. It's like, God, <laughs> that's just the feel of it. You know, and, and that's the same thing. It's like, you know, whether it's Andy Summers with the police mm -hmm. or the Edge, just some of these guys, it's when you start thinking about the way that they fill up a song, the way that they use chords, and the way that they use effects, mm -hmm. it's phenomenal. It's, yeah. you know, it's genius. So so to hear them kind of talk about that whole process was really kind of nice to see. Yeah. You know, and, and a different environment. A very right. Environment, You're right. You know? And the David Letterman leading yeah. the, uh, the, I guess, narration. And yeah. yeah. Kind of gluing it together. Yeah, because yeah, he kind of injects himself as yeah. far as, you know, kind of uh, experiencing Irish culture yes. and all the rest of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so, because he's back in their hometown of Dublin. Yeah. And so it's, you know, really kind of cool. Yeah, so I enjoyed that, and that was fun. All right, and then the final um, one on our list for today for our musical documentaries, third installment, is Nashville Songwriters. It all begins with a song. Yeah. This one, um, it was a little long, a little <laughs> longer than it needed to be, but it has some real gems in it, and actually we're going to do a follow-up episode that just talks about what we got from that particular one. But um, it just, it, it covered the new Nashville, it covered the kind of the history of why it became the center of the country. Yeah, country and songwriting. Songwriting kind of, of universe. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. really weird because, it, and, and, and. That kind of piggybacks on an episode that we did about the, you know, um, time management mm -hmm. and, and that type of... Because for them, you get into a room 
and it's a nine to five job. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. you, you go there to write songs. And that's what you're going to do. You're going to churn out hit records. And so I guess, in a way, it's kind of reminiscent of what, you know, we've heard about Motown. I was about to say, you know? and also even with, I, I mean, traditional songwriters back in the, what, 50s? Yeah, yeah with the Brill Building. Yeah, Yeah, right. yeah you start thinking yeah, about the way just, that they, they used to go in. It's kind of retro. Hey, we're going to go, and we're yeah. going to go write these songs. And, we're, yeah. and, and, and to be honest with you, probably more songs were written that way. Yeah. And more hit songs and more great songs. Mm -hmm. written that way then maybe you know somebody being inspired you know yeah being you know how, whatever you do for inspiration yeah you know yeah. so I mean and it's just one of those type of things I, I never really approached songwriting that way yeah. but it's interesting to see, see that yeah. you know and to see that and it makes sense that you know anything that you do and you do it often enough you're gonna get good at it yeah and if you listen to country songs the one thing I will say about country songs is that at least I haven't. I haven't really heard one that's got like horrible lyrics. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I mean, they just and like that was kind know? of one of the things that they mentioned is that uh, that it's telling a story. You know? Yeah, they, they usually yeah. tell a story. They usually try to say things in a in a, in a little clever way. Yeah. They don't just go for the easy way to say certain things. Yeah. You know, and that's why it's like. For me, like I, you know, I have my like my running playlist, mm -hmm. and I always kind of have country songs, kind of you know, in. mixed in mm -hmm. with that, just for that aspect alone. It's yeah. like you know, takes your mind to another place, it's right? Like, like reading a book almost has me yeah. really concentrate more on lyrics yeah. than I normally do because yeah. usually I'm more groove, more the instrumentation, more of those type of things, and I usually don't jump on lyrics. Mm -hmm. But when I'm listening to those type of songs, I I, I kind of can get into the lyric mm -hmm. along with the other aspects. So yeah. to me, that they're usually very well put together songs, yeah. and I you know I I, I can admire that. I'm not saying that I like all of them or that mm -hmm. all of them take me to this great place, but I I can I I do appreciate and admire the elbow grease that goes into it. Yeah. So. Yeah, so those were the uh, five documentaries that we wanted to share with you today. Um, what do you guys think? What documentary is, has inspired you lately? Or what? which one should we check out for our next list? Mm -hmm. Please leave it in the comments below. And what else? Optanium Flow. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had our live stream for One Love, Find, Find a Way. way. Um, we're going to have another live stream coming up for It's Going to Be Alright, All right. and that'll be on July 28th. Hey, please join us, 7 yeah. p.m. Eastern. Eastern time, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, we are loving, again, the, the feedback we're getting on the new album. Um, I know we shared with you guys at the live stream uh, last time that so far, even with the two singles that we had out, we have been on 48, at least 48 uh, playlist, but I, I know the new single. I have to check yeah. and see what what's happening with that. But and but it, we appreciate that. And the good thing is that we saw a return of Sugarfit. You know, as, yes. You know, um, why you gonna hurt me? One yeah. of the songs Sugarfit got added to, to a, a playlist. playlist. So and it might be because good. of all the activity that's yeah. going on over there. So we appreciate you guys. If you haven't joined us over on Spotify, please do. We're yeah. trying to grow our Spotify so that it can be as robust as our YouTube. Yeah. Um, so, if you dig the vibe and you want to be a part of the tribe, be sure to subscribe. We're wishing you love, peace, and peace.